Anderson, like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top, Subic, great grab. Across the ground, bam, in comes Donnie Wurzlow. Got it out to a oh. kick, kicks Lovett, check, Hunter. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Kicks inside 50, McGovern, McGovern, what a play. The premiers of 1992. The 1992. Meigs, another pleasant weekend of the footy. How does it feel being a West Coast Eagles fan today? Uh, pretty disappointing. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're folding the club, aren't we? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. If we yeah. hadn't already, it's it's long yeah. gone. It's uh, ancient history. Yeah, not great stuff. Keys also joining us on the show. Keys, welcome back. Nice to see that you're uh, still joining us after the Eagles decided to not turn up. We've turned up tonight. So, anyway, welcome to the show, Keys. Yeah, another... Um... Yeah, another shitful performance by the boys. Um, just can we just fucking drop a bomb on Cadena Park and just forget yeah. about it forever? Jesus yeah. Christ, what a fucking shit show that was! Yeah, that'll solve one of our problems. I don't know that it'll solve all of our problems. Problems might run a little bit deeper than uh, a single venue, but yeah, let's swear off. GMHBA Stadium and never go back there again. I'm on board with that. Guys, thank you very much for joining us, people who are, are uh, jumping online with us now. We've got some people in the chat. Paul's loving the names. Miguel Sadchez here and Rusty S. Pike. I'm just boring Honey Badger 35, but we'll change that at some point, no doubt. Uh, yeah, look, share the show. Jump in the comments. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know what's going wrong with the club, where we need to step up, where we can fix things. And uh, we'll all just commiserate together because it's not so fun at the moment, guys. But I think we might as well just dive straight in, rip the Band-Aid off nice and early and get stuck into the game. Let's talk about West Coast versus City. West Coast Eagles, three goals, eight, 26. We're defeated by Sydney, 18 goals, 10, 118. Migs, you're not going to win too many games of footy. Only, you know, what, 11 scoring shots? That won't win you a lot of games of footy. And uh, we've come away with yet another 90-plus point thumping in Geelong. How fun was all of that? What would you make of all of that? Uh, yeah, Keys mentioned shit show before, and that was the first word in my notes too. Um, yeah, <laughs> we were sitting here a week ago saying um, it was a great opportunity to uh, bury a couple of hoodoos, bury the, the Sydney away hoodoo, bury the uh, the Cadena Park hoodoo. It was an eight-point game, uh, all of that, and then, yeah, turned in that miserable shit show of a performance. Um, the thing we identified beforehand was that we needed to win the ball from the centre clearances, and we did that reasonably well, at least in the first half, um, but then didn't do it clean, cleanly, uh, turned the ball over pretty much straight away and then just couldn't win it back. Uh, couldn't deal with the Swans' pressure at all. Couldn't make any. Uh, couldn't sort of put any pressure on their ball movement. Um, couldn't take any territorial advantage when we did have the ball. Um, 
even when we got the ball inside 50, which wasn't that often. I think we had 40 inside 50s. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, you're not going to win a game of footy playing that, uh, game of footy doing that either. Um, and even when we did get it inside, we couldn't find a path to goal. Three goals for um, for the match for the side we put out there. So, yeah, pretty much nothing went right except um, we won the hit-outs and we broke even in the centre clearances. And then uh, from that point on, everything just went terribly, terribly wrong. Yeah, it was a rare knick-knack game for me where he wasn't quite clearly in our best handful of players. You know, he was quiet by his standards. Uh, there weren't a lot of good players on the day, so maybe he was, I don't know. But yeah, Keys, a bit of a quiet knick-knack game. And yet we've been waiting on this midfield to come back, come back to full health, you know, get Yo back, Shuey, Kelly alongside him, all of these guys. It turns out if knick-knack's not at 90%, not at 100%, you know, not giving us this silver service, the midfield mix wasn't firing on the weekend. It didn't fire the week before. So, I mean, long-term, we've got to start having a look at what exactly is the ideal midfield mix to fit all this talent in, case. Yeah, it's something I've I've been trying to get my head around the last couple of weeks. And something's not working. Something's just not... is missing. And I, it's really hard to know what it is. I mean, you look at the slide on paper and the, the names are there. Um, you know, I, I think Simpson's a good coach. Uh, we had every motivation to play well, mm. uh, but the guys just didn't. And it's whether whether we got guys that aren't willing to get their the hands dirty and and do the the team things and the defensive things, and they're all sort of. You know, you've got too many guys who want to be the guy that, that wins the game for us, but no one wants to do the sacrificial role that uh, we've had guys do in the past. I, I'm not too sure. Maybe, you know, there's too many egos or... Um, it's really quite hard to put the finger on, you know, you know guys, you know, maybe not, not fully fit, but... Um, yeah, I, yeah God, just the pressure just doesn't seem to exist when we haven't got the ball and, you know, there was, we copped it in the press and there was some vision of, you know, players just not, you know, just not putting in. And when we, if you play a zone type defence like we do, if you're not prepared to work and run, well, then it's just going to get sliced open. And, I mean, we leaked 18 goals and our defenders weren't great, but, geez, they, had, they didn't have much chance with the, with the just, complete lack of pressure coming up the ground. Yeah, you look, we've got a couple of guys jumping in the chat here as well. Joe says, attitude and work rate, simple as that. And Rod says, too many one-way players. Sheed, Kelly, Shuey, Yo, and Reddens, only ones who defend. It's it's a bit of an interesting mix. I had a chat with somebody today, Migs, who was talking about uh, Stephen Kingniglio. Apparently, he's got a bit of a contract situation at GWS, not getting picked and having to work his way back, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And they made the point that, oh, well, they'll be coming back home at one, you know, he'll be coming back in at some point. And honestly, for the first time in a very long time, you, you, you always want to add talent for sure, if you can. But for the first time in a long time, I was sort of thinking like, I don't really think that adding Stephen Coniglio fixes anything. It's not a talent issue, or at least it shouldn't be. No. The talent looks fantastic and we've done more with less in the past. So a lot of it is starting from the midfield because the forwards weren't efficient, but they didn't really have a chance. And I mean, the backs... People are starting to lean in on some of these backmen and saying, you know, why is Brass giving up this? Why is McGovern doing X, Y, and Z? He's been found out. But, Migs, the reality is I don't think any backline in footy is surviving if you're inundating them 60, 65 times a game. 
Yeah, we had 60 on the weekend. I actually did um, – I had, had a pretty detailed look at it because I had this theory that we don't seem to play well with the three um, really A-grade mids, Kelly um, – A-grade inside mids, Kelly, Shuey and Yo. Uh, we haven't had them together too often, and we sort of got excited when uh, when Shuey and Kelly came back, uh, and then we've proceeded to shit the bed twice in a row. Um, so I, I went back, and this is how I spend my free time. Um, had a look at the uh, the record with the three of them, um, and I did a nice little table that I'll probably post up in the um, in the podcast thread after we're finished, assuming I remember. Um, but basically, our record with the two of them playing. Sorry, with two of them, with Kelly and one other, we've had um, far and away a better record than with the three of them playing. We've had 10 games where all three play, mm. uh, and we've won five, we've lost five, and we've got a percentage of 84, 85. Uh, and we're also in those games a combined minus 78% in, con- uh, sorry, minus 78 in contested possessions. So we're losing contested possessions by about eight a game in those uh uh, in those 10 games, we've had them. Um, we've had nine games where Kelly has played with either Shuey or Yo, but not both. Yep. Um, we're six and three in those. And one of those losses was the Essendon game where he only played a half and got injured, less than a half. Um, so really, we're six and two. Uh, we've got a percentage of 122, uh, and we're plus 54 in contested possessions. So we're winning contested possessions in that by about six a game. Um, so what does that all mean? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Uh, one theory I've got is that they're all a little bit similar. They're all a bit ball hungry. There's not enough, not enough blocking for teammates going on, um, and sort of um, too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Maybe um, uh, that's going to be an even bigger issue this week, I think, with Redden going out. But yeah, whatever mm. it is, hopefully the, the people at the club are looking at it in even more detail than I am, and there's something being changed up because that combination. The three of them, and, and you mentioned uh, possibly adding Caniglio to that mix and adding another midfielder in. Um, and you know, we've added Kelly to this um, to our uh, our Premiership midfield, and when all the names are in there, it's just not working. So mm. yeah, something needs to change. Something must yeah, be I done. Joe jumping in, so maybe the, the big names yeah. assume someone else will do it. You know, it's, it's maybe that is it. Comment. Maybe it's as simple as that. You need keys. Where's the Rowan Jones type who just not really have anything to do themselves other than make space. That's I, I was just going to say, like, if you look at that mid-2000 side, you had guys like Rowan Jones um, and Tyson Stengline mm. as well who were prepared to sort of do the dirty work and, and, and like, they weren't worried about getting the footy. They just had a role. Um, and even in that, you know, when we had that run in the 2018 finals, it was... Yeah, you, know, you got had guys like Hutch and Hutchings and Maston in the side that mm. again, you know, a lot of people will say, Well that no, they weren't that good, but you know, they they let the likes of Sheed and Shuey and Yo um go about their their bit getting the footy and, and moving it forward and they weren't they weren't five movers by any by any stretch and I think that's that's possibly where we're you know, maybe that's where we're lacking. We just don't have that, that grunt type work. And the shame of it is, I don't know who we have on our list that can come in and do that, you know, without 
you may be twelve one of the you know, one of the younger guys like a truer or west or something like that, but mm. you know, that's a big ask for those guys to come in and, and, and do do that on day mm. Um so you you you're looking at yeah, and Hutch has passed it, so you don't want to bring him in. So No. And you know, Archie's a band-aid, even if he works for a few weeks. Archie's not here in two years, you wouldn't have thought. So Yeah, I, I mean we've we tried Brander on the in the wing playing that sacrificial role, but mm. yeah, you know, he's not named in the twenty six this week, so I don't know what's going on there. Um so but yeah, it's just a matter of saying I saw during the week someone talking about maybe playing Yo off half back, which isn't a, you know, I don't know. That's a silly idea. Getting running at the footy and and running through, um, and then that opens it up for Shuey and and Kelly to sort of take take control in the in the middle a little bit more. Um, we've still named Luke Edwards. You know, let him give him a role, like give hmm. him a specific role. I don't know. In the last two weeks that he's had that, uh, yeah, we've lost. You know, we'll we'll touch on it later. We've lost Red. I mean, that was the other shit from the weekend. But I mean, we lost Redden and and Jones to injury, so we've just got our full squad back, and now we've lost at least two players out of the out of the weekend's game. And, and with uh, and oh, and and with as well. So yeah, but you're know, never going to have a full one list, out. you know. There's always going to be a yeah. couple out. I feel like we've tipped the balance of health back into our favour this week compared to, let's say, six weeks ago where we were at. You know, you're looking at Chewy's back, Yo's back, Kelly's back, you know, Gov is back, all these sorts of guys. Kennedy was in and out a bit. Ryan's been in and out a bit. Like, I know he got suspended, but these sorts of guys, you know, I'd, I'd back our list in with this group of players, but for whatever reason, um, yeah, Migs, it's definitely not working. Look, Paul in the chat here says, is the game plan dated? And it's a valid question, and it's also obviously a sentiment that's starting to really ring loudly, I suppose, in the Eagles fan base. Reading through some three-word reviews, and I'm not going to go through all of them, but just scrolling through here on Facebook, you know, Simpson needs help. We've got no hunger again. Coaching changes required. Where's plan B? Happens too often. All these sorts of things. It's a, uh, it's a bit of a recurring theme at this point, Migs, that when it's our day, all good. When it's not our day, my goodness, it is not our day. We're off by an absolute mile. Like, how, is it game plan related? Is it attitude? Is it coaching? I mean, Migs, if you had the answer, I'm sure you'd be in there helping the boys yeah. out. But, but what's how? How is it that when oh, we're off, we yeah. are so far off? I send Simo emails all the time. He's yet to reply. Um, yeah, got a heap of ideas for him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with all of those sentiments that have um, that have been floated. Yeah, we don't have a. The game plan doesn't seem to have changed at all this year. Um, you know, a lot of teams, and probably the teams that are top of the ladder, have um, have adjusted their game plan for this new rule. Um, you know, the, mm. the stand on the mark rule, which has been probably yep. the biggest change in the game that uh, we've seen this year. Uh, I haven't seen that ours has changed. Um, we don't. We still absolutely refuse to use the corridor most of the time. Uh, and probably the games where we've gone against that have been the, the games that we've looked best. Um, Richmond, we seem to take on the corridor a fair bit. Um, but, yeah, we you know, went down to Continue Park and um, didn't want to do it. Uh, you know, losing Jetta out of the side, uh, not having Witherden for most of the year, and then the, there's not a lot of guys that seem to want to take that 45 kick on. 
Mm. Um, so we do uh, we do our usual thing of you know, going around the back and, and going up the wings and yeah, we saw on the weekend that really doesn't work at Kenya Park. Um, teams have been shutting it down all year, and yeah, and we don't seem to have any idea what to do when it's not working. Um, there hasn't been too much that's happened. I mean, Simpson talks in his presses about levers he pulls and so on, but uh, at least on the TV, it's difficult to see what those levers are and yeah, difficult to see what happened. And, and obviously, none of the levers are, are doing anything because the the momentum shifts against us. There's been what, probably half a dozen games like that now this season, mm. and which there hasn't been any of those games where we've been able to arrest it. So, yes, something must be done. Yeah, and Keys, I'm thinking, you know, you, we've talked a lot on the show over this, over this season specifically, but even probably going back into other seasons. The Giants game this year, we went down by a kick or two. That's a quote-unquote normal, acceptable loss, whatever you want to term it. You know, the Dogs game, that first Dogs game over there, it was tough, it was tight, went down to the wire, we might have pulled it out, but you'll lose some games over the course of the year. Everybody knows you're not going to go undefeated. But honestly, aside from those two games, every loss has been absolutely significant. Not just like, oh, they were sort of second best all day and they just got done, anything like that. I'm talking Geelong blowout, Sydney was a blowout. The Dogs got on top early and should have been up by plenty to start the game and in the end they blew us out nonetheless. Uh, what else have we had? The Essendon game was disappointing. It's probably more that I'm forgetting or have blanked out. The Big St Kilda collapse, of course. Like, when we're off keys, we're all the way off. So is it is there a player on the list that you think is going to rip us out of that form? You know, is it, is it a leadership issue in the coaching box, on the field? What, what's going on that we just let go of the ropes so badly? Yeah, there's there's times, um, you know, the St Kilda and the Essendon games, you know, just in the end, back of those games, we just, we just weren't competitive. And we just don't seem to know how to get ourselves... When, when the game turns against us, we don't seem to know how to to arrest it. Um, and it's almost like sides know they've got us. Mm. And they, pre, you know, they press up, they trap us. Uh, ter- Simpson talks a lot about territory, getting trapped in our... You know, in our defensive half, yep. and we just we just don't know, and we don't seem to have the the courage or the desire to to take a risk to move it out. Very very um, deliberate, slow ball movement um, without a clear way out, and it almost almost always end up with a long kick down the line to a contest. Um, you know, you, you perhaps rather see us pull the trigger on a, on a 45 into the corridor. And uh, if it turns over and you get scored against, well, okay, that's what happens. Um, but take the chance because at least that way it opens it up. And if you, if sides know that you're not going to take that kick, then they can press us. And we can, we, they'll, they'll sit on us watching us zigzag across the defensive 50 all day. They, they're happy to do it. Um, and they just, yeah, they'll, they'll just watch us and then just wait and, and trap us on one side of the ground, knowing full well that, you know, they don't have to worry too much about getting exposed in the corridor because we haven't got anyone yet back half like Jetta We're not going to use it. To yeah. take that kick. Yeah, Foley was someone that I saw take that kick a fair few times, especially against Richmond. So disappointing to see him seemingly you know, out of the squad and not in contention at the moment. I don't know where things are at with him. Um, 
Migs, let's Good we'll time. move on to heroes and villains pretty shortly, but let's quickly sort of take the temperature of everybody in this uh, in this chat and in the comments as well. Jump in, let us know where we're at with the Eagles this year. We came into the season expecting one thing. I think about the halfway point, we might have revo- uh, revised down slightly, although still had some optimism about what could happen, health and getting on a roll, all this sort of stuff. Well, reality's starting to set in. The Eagles are absolutely at a crossroads, it would appear. Similar to a 2017 sort of style. Do you kick on and make finals? Is that good for your long-term development? Is that papering over the cracks? All these sort of discussions are starting to come up. So, Migs, we're just in the eight at this point. There's a host of teams from eight through to, I think, tenth or so that are all on a similar number of wins. We're not going to climb too far up. Even if we get on a roll, you know, the, the top four is really starting to separate. Fifth and sixth are starting to put a little bit of distance on us as well. Percentage is not flash. Do we make the finals? And if so, is it the, are the Eagles just looking to win a final this year? Is that a good year from this point onwards? You know, where, where we found ourselves, is that what you want to say as sort of a new pass mark, Miguel? I'm not sure you give it a pass, but yeah, that's probably our um, probably our high water mark at, at this stage is similar to 2017, is getting into the finals and having you know, probably an away final, because I don't know if we'll even catch the top six at this stage. Um, so having uh, having an away final win, and then you know, um, whoever in the top four loses hosts us in the semi, and yeah, that's probably where our season ends. But I suppose the, the silver lining with that is that that's exactly what happened in 2017, and we was that the year we fell into the finals with the, um, yep. the final win over Adelaide. Yeah, yep. um, and. Yeah, you so and so's know what happened next uh, the following year. So um, yeah, certainly I think for for development, it's worth fighting uh, to at least get that sort of outcome rather than you know, tanking now and trying to get a top ten draft pick. I'd, I'd hate for us to see that. Uh, I hate to see us do that. You know, we're not you know, Carlton or Melbourne. Um, mm. you know, we'll, we'll, yeah, get into the finals and. Yeah, see where the draft chips fall. But, yeah, I, I think that's our high watermark from now is um, getting into the bottom half of the eight and maybe having one surprise win before we, we bow out in the semis. Keys has mixed nailed it there. Is that about where we're looking at, all things considered? Pretty much. I think you, you look at it and I think, you know, we're, we're going to finish somewhere between 7th and 10th end of the home and away. Um, we've, got, we've got four games coming up. Four games in a row against sides that are all outside finals and aren't really, I don't think any of them are a chance to make finals. So we've got a chance to get four wins on the road, four wins on the trot. Um, None of them are guaranteed. Um, But if we do that, we'll be on 12 wins, I think, Um, which will probably be enough to get in the finals and then we've got Melbourne, Fremantle and Brisbane around out the season so um, we could potentially drop all three of those games uh, so yeah best case scenario I reckon we finish seventh um, and if we drop one league, one or two of these sort of next four coming up well then you know you're probably looking finishing as low as tenth and like yeah we haven't Port, Port is now the only side in the eight that we've beaten um, and we'll get to them a bit later when we do villains but they they haven't they've only won one game against the top eight sides themselves so mm-hmm. yeah. uh, 
you know, beating Port is not that great a measure. Um, and then we've lost games to Giants, Essendon and St Kilda are all in the mix. So, you know, most of our wins are coming against bottom six sides. Um, yeah, I, 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 maybe missing the finals will get the... I, I, I don't know. I, I, if we miss the finals, there's going to be some serious hate come on the club because the list we've got... We should be we should be right in the hunt for top four. The, the, the talk that we might miss finals is is um, yeah, and that's but that's the rally. That's where we're at. And yeah, and it would be another yeah, performance I thought for I the age. We'd have seen a response last week, and we just yeah. I mean, I could you you, you go against Sydney and you think okay, if we had a loss by a goal or two and and had a real dip, you think okay, well, fair enough. That's the way it goes. But it's footy. We just curl yeah. up our toes and um, and didn't. And how often shot. have we said that this year? Well, that's the thing. How that's the difference. You, you had a loss and, here and, or there. The that's footy. Against the, but against the Bulldogs, if the Bulldogs had a kick straight, we would have. Yeah. That would have been a that would have been a third fifteen goal loss for the season, and that's. Yeah, you know, I, I think I did a look before. Simo's only been beaten by ten goals. Less than ten times hmm. in his career, and we, I, the Bulldogs doesn't count because, it, but that should have been, you know, we've had two ninety-point losses under similar this year. And I don't, I don't think we've had a loss that high, and we've had two this year it, with a list that's got. Well, what came out during the week, we got six of the top fifty players in the league. We got more, hmm. more guys in the top fifty in our club. Um. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. Maybe we've got some guys who are on good money and don't have to worry about putting in. Yeah, Joe saying here, maybe best thing for this group is to miss finals and get some hunger back. It's a sentiment that I see thrown around. It's not a sentiment I agree with as such because I think you always want to make finals, get a little bit of experience. I'm firmly in the camp that that 2017 away final, forcing extra time, winning in extra time, all of that that helps the group when you're down in a grand final or you're down in a game well, later on. So I think that's helpful. But, geez, I, I can't expect that we're going to go much further than the first week if we even get that far at this point. So, yeah, keys, dark times. Yeah. Right, let's move on. Let's get some uh, some levity back into the show. We'll, we'll, we'll brighten things up. We'll spice things up a bit. We'll talk heroes and villains. It's been a big week uh, for the Eagles fans, myself included, to just avoid all footy coverage. I've stayed out of it. I, I don't want to know about it. I'm sick of the footy. Uh, hopefully we can get a little bit of hunger back and get the uh, get the good vibes back on Monday. But keys for now, there has been some villainy this week, as I understand it. So lead us off as you normally do so very well. Who's pissed you off yeah, this week, Case? Well, well, normally, I, like, most of the villains this week were fucking blue and gold because it's the guy that's... Yeah. Their coaches, it's the players, it's the club. They're, they're straight up villain for the villain. Week for me, I, they just they need to be better. I mean, normally this is where I I put the um, the press for having to go with the Eagles, and they're all full of shit. Now, but you know what? They plotted us, and they were right because um, we haven't owned any gone any comeback. We were absolute shit, and we've been mm. called out for it. So. Um, yeah, really hard to um, put anyone in the press this week. Um, 
so I'm gonna I'm just gonna randomly fire off someone. Uh, Clayton Oliver, because I watched the game tonight, and he's a dickhead. And Melbourne in general, because they've got the most collection of punchable heads in the comp. Can't stand the pricks. Poor Adelaide. Now after my own heart. Poor Adelaide. Swamp things. Posted up. Versus the bottom 10 sides this year, or sides outside the eight, they're 10-zip with a percentage of 164 or something stupid. Against sides in the eight, they're 1-5 and with a percentage of 74. Now... If people aren't going to climb into them as flat track bullies, like they used to do with us a few years ago, um, there's something wrong because they are the absolute walking fucking definition of a flat track bully. So Port can get in the bin as well. Um, Steve Hawking, quit. Yep. Piss off. Piss off. Yep. I'd almost nominate him as a hero because he's quit. I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty, I'm I'm pretty sure as soon as that as soon as that news came out, as soon as that news came out, I'm pretty sure I bags that claim. He takes his saboteur's bloody shit to the Geelong for the club instead of ruining the AFL. So fuck off, Hawking. It'll do. When I found out Tell about it, when I found out about it, I actually said the phrase, which is a cheesy bullshit line. What a thing to say! But I said, "Oh, we got our game back, Migs." That's how happy I was. So I reckon <laughs> Hawking's. Some hero stuff. Let's keep it villainous then. That Port Adelaide stat, by the way, Keys, that reminds me of 2018 Melbourne, who were just beating the shit out of the bottom 10, could not get a win against the top eight whatsoever. And, uh, yeah, Migs, we know how that one ended up. So look for Port to get absolutely thumped in the finals at some point. The thing with Port, they've been doing that for a while too. That's not new for them. But they're Port. No one cares about them. The the most headlines that Port draw is when they're talking about what bit of fabric they're going to run out in, Keys. So, you know, they're not... The media aren't going to get on their back unless they're going after Collingwood. Either way. Uh, Migs, villainy, hit me up. Uh, can I nominate you blokes? Because within about five minutes of that news, the Steve Hawking news coming out, I messaged you both and said, dibs on nominating Geelong as Heroes of the Week. And you've both just <laughs> preempted me. So I haven't done Heroes yet. You can nominate Geelong. Well, badge then. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, who else have I got? Um, on a similar vein, the West yeah. for mentioning uh, one of my tweets. Oh, I had a um, Twitter exchange with Will Schofield. And, um, I saw this. I mentioned Schofield and, yeah, referred to me as a punter. A punter got in touch with Will I'd, Schofield. Yeah. I think I deserve a little bit more respect from that. Successful, semi-successful well, I didn't podcast. Call you a campaigner. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and also whoever at the AFL, if it was the AFL, if it's Hocking, um, scheduling the game on a Monday night. Monday oh. night games suck. Um, I know there's financial reasons for it and the club benefits, but they suck. Yeah. yeah, Monday 5.40, not ideal for anybody. Uh, villains of the hey, week. I'll tell I think... you what, hey. I'd be one of the about 10 people in Perth that Monday night suits. <laughs> oh, well, Keys, I'll see you there. That. See you there. It'd be beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Villain of the week, who are we giving it to? Are we giving it to the West Coast Eagles because they've ruined my week, or are we actually we're going to avoid that indignity for another week? They've given us plenty to talk about, so did they get points for that? Oh, this is awful, but it's tremendous content. Yeah, uh, I, I reckon they're my villain of the week. Unfortunately, just yeah, or GMHBA yeah, Stadium. We can give it to the stadium if you'd prefer. Completely and utterly disappointing. So they get it. Yeah, breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. West Coast Eagles are the villain of the week. Uh, Migs, now I got a message here. It says that you've got a dibs on a hero of the week. Can you hear, <laughs> hear about that? Nah, 
I'm going to sit out this segment now. Oh, oh, what a fucking dumb speech. He's having a process. Oh. <laughs> right. Uh, that was my, 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 you get a, I read you get it out before. Not going his way, so he wants to sit things yeah. out. Get a trip over my bottom lip. Um, yeah, so nomination to Geelong for uh, for diving on that grenade and uh, taking boys. Steve Hocking off the rest of our hands. So, yes, thank you. The, the, the difficulty will be if they um, they appoint someone who's even worse, like, uh, you know, B. Scott or someone. But um, I suppose we cross that bridge when we come to it. I cannot wait. We're talking about what will provide good content. Brad Scott at the helm of the Australian Football League would provide plenty of content for me. I don't really have any. Heroes. <laughs> Keys is doing his best. Brad Scott up there in the corner. I like that. Any other heroes from yourself, Migs, or pass it over? No, Keys? that's all. That's all I had. I think. Keys, anybody actually do the right thing for us this week? Um, uh, one of our listeners, Bender El Haraj, whatever his name is. All right. Yep. Nomination of the week for my beer to drink. Session oh, yeah. not bad, mate. Well done. On a scale of all the beers that you've been drinking thus far on the show, Keys, where does it sit? Uh, oh, I don't know. Long and hard. <laughs> 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 I remember the last one. Fair enough. Uh, Cameron comes in with Hero of the Week for Ben O'Connor for winning Stage 9. I don't oh, know yeah. what that means. Is this the Tour de France reference? Uh, Tour de France. Oh, okay, gotcha. I do, sorry. Yeah. I didn't want to set myself up for it meaning something unbelievably out of uh, out of my sphere, but I did know that he won the Tour de France stage. So there you go. That's a good one. Well done, Ben O'Connor. Uh, I, wait, I'm sorry. I'm not giving Hero of the Week to Geelong. Not after what we no. did in Geelong this week. We give it to Ben O'Connor then. I think Ben O'Connor has to get it. Yeah. Bloody hell. This is a great yeah, week. I got nothing. I got, yeah. I, got, I, I, had, I got no mood for Heroes this week. Uh, Keys, I will make you the hero of the week if you can pronounce the title of that beer in one go. Hold it up for the Wait. for the camera here. Wahen Stefana. <laughs> That'll do. One Stefana, I think. Yeah, why not? There you go. I, I, here I also, the... I don't know, but my wife's away, and I'll sneak a shout out to her because I think she's got shadow watching. So, bumping up the numbers. She, she's not. She's not brave yeah. enough to put a message on the screen. She's just sent me a text. So, just watch the comments from now on. See if it pops up. G'day to uh, g'day to Mrs. Yeah. Keys. There bumping up the numbers. Now, Paul's come through in the chat. Apparently, it's called Vine Stefana. So, that was a pretty good effort. Pretty good effort there, guys. Uh, so, here of the week, it's got to be. It's got to be Ben O'Connor, right? It's like we, yeah, uh, give it to Ben O'Connor. Yeah. Well done, Ben. Good He's stuff. Happy done to Stephen Bradbury there, though. That'll be, that'll be the first time, first and last time we give it to a cyclist. <laughs> ben O'Connor is your hero of the week. All right, moving on. Round 17, the West Coast Eagles have a football game. Maybe they'll turn up for this one, Nicks. They play North Melbourne, 5.40pm on Monday night. Monday was picked to allow for full crowds. I don't know how much of a full crowd you're going to get after a... 100-point blowout and, you know, playing North Melbourne, 540 on a work night and all of that. Nonetheless, Nicks, weather. shocking weather, shocking opponent, shocking home team, let's be honest. It is – you play the hands you dealt, Mig. So, uh, yeah, we've got this game coming up. Early takeaway from yourself. What are you expecting to see out of it? We've got some ins and outs to run through as well. So tell us who you think makes the final cut on Monday. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you've sort of you've hit the issue on the head there. I think, which is that there's not a lot we can get out of this game, um, really, other than four points, maybe a bit of momentum back and a bit of confidence. But uh, it's really unfortunate um, fixturing that we're now, you know, we're in this must-win situation and we're drawn to play bottom because, um, yeah, there's not a lot. I've seen some comments on the board that, um, you know, which would you rather, which would you find worse would be, you know, a, a surprise loss here or a big flat track win. And I understand the sentiment because um, you know, even if we were to get a, a flat track win over North Melbourne, I don't think we'd get much from that. Um, but we'd better fucking I don't think win. we're getting. I don't think we're getting much from anything though. You know, is it is it? No. Ignore the op- Ignore the option of a 100-point loss. Like If we ignore that, I'm not saying it's not going to happen because, geez, have a look at us. Yeah. But if we just put that to one side for a second, is a 20-point loss or a 20-point win or an 80-point win, are we getting anything more or less out of any of those? People will think we're no good none, like regardless, yeah. and rightly so. You know, The loss maybe is a bit more of a shock and it hurts your ladder positioning. The 80-point win gets you a bit closer to finals perhaps. But are we taking anything out of this game no matter what really here, Migs? It's probably the effort, I think, that you'd, you'd take out rather than the scoreboard. So, you know, you want to see, um, particularly if it is going to be a wet game and it's it's not on our terms, you want to see players putting in and, you know, you want to see that um, fanatical pressure around the ball, you know, hassling North Melbourne when, when they've got the ball. Um, but, yeah, there's it's, um, it's not going to be much of a spectacle, I don't think. Um, you mentioned changes. Uh, so what have we seen so far? Um, Redden out injured, Jones out injured, Witherden out injured. Yep, replaced um, by any of this giant group here. You've got Ryan, yeah. Gaff, O'Neill, Nelson, Rotham and Archie are the ones to come yeah. in, obviously extended benches and all of that. Well, uh, uh, Gaff for Redden um, with a bit of a, a mix-up of the, the midfield uh, is obvious. Ryan for Jones is obvious. Um, Rotham probably unlucky to come out, so he comes in for... Um, Witherden, I think, even if that makes us a little bit tall in defence and North aren't particularly tall in the forward line. Um, the alternative there is Nelson, I suppose, but, yeah, that'll that'll be a popular move. Um, and then I had a fourth change, which was um, sort of weather-related, and it's Vardy coming out. It's only partly weather-related because Vardy was one of the worst in, on a particularly bad day. Um, Vardy coming out and someone like Archie coming in, um, just an extra runner, an extra guy who can who can um, take a midfield rotation. He, he's a bit versatile. I'm surprised at this point of the year I want Archie in the side, but here we are. Uh, and, yeah, um, hopefully Luke Edwards holds his spot. Hopefully Foley holds his spot because I think at the stage we're at at the moment um, where we're not going to be contending Did for Foley a flag. Play, yeah, he did. Yeah, so I misspoke before. He did. I was completely off the mark. I had a look at the stats there, and there was his name, but I don't remember him showing up at all. He seemed to not, get pushed up the ground a bit but yeah, in the second the... half. Yeah, he didn't seem to be down back a lot. Um, no, he seemed to be but we had Duggan on the wing, but, so it wasn't like it was yeah. Sunday. But... Yeah, this yeah. is the thing, and like I'm not, I'm genuinely not trying to be insulting, or you know, it goes to show the complete lack of prep that I've put in. I suppose it's more my fault than theirs, but. 
when it was listed that Witherden was an out, I was racking my brains to remember whether Witherden played or not. And I, I, I'm I'm now saying like he okay, played, I think he I'm, played terribly. He would have he, he got tackled uh, he here and he fumbled there. I think I remember yeah. that. But Gave yeah, they've not, not covered themselves in. Oh, that's right. He had that lo- where he launched the guy had already come down, but then he launched into him. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so that yeah, there you go. That shows how utterly forgettable the Sydney game was. Um, Keys, we've got Paul in the comments saying, you know, what's Brandon done to leave him out of the team? How far away is he? This is where the back half of our season is going to live or die as a, as a quote-unquote success or an abject failure. Because if we're not making a run for something, which it looks like we're not, let's be honest, if we're not making a serious run for a flag or a deep finals run, anything like that, then these weeks are crucial development weeks for that next generation. Foley, Brander, you know, the Edwards guys, it, plenty of guys here that should be getting a run or getting a look in. What do you want to see in terms of the youth from this week and going forward? And then also, why do you think Jared Brander is so far away from the conversation? You know, I don't know. His form, his form started to tail off a little bit before he got injured. And um, I suspect he's maybe a victim of the the move to try and get away from a too tall side. Um, mm. That's my best guess. Is 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 his height, and they're sort of wanting. You know, they've been they've been criticised for being too tall, and I reckon that might be what's squeezing him out. Beyond that, I'm not quite sure because I think his last waffle game, he, which was seems like a month ago now, um, I think he did all right from what I, what I understood. So I don't quite know. It's it's really hard because I, I mean I've been watching. You know, you see some of the comments tonight around the team selection, and and there's a lot of people saying, "Oh, you know, no senior players are getting dropped and things like that," which is which is true, um, but then I start looking and I go, okay, well, who who are you dropping? You're not, you know, you're dropping Kennedy, you're dropping Darling, you're dropping, you know, Cripps. You, you know, who, who are you going to who are you going to drop? There's, there's, we've got, you know, Kelly, Show, Chewy, Yo, um, a few, seen a few people potting Sheed. Um, you know, we're dropping McGovern. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of guys who have done pretty well, and I think this is it's a problem that we had, I think, in 2017 to an extent, where we mm. had guys that were sort of picking, and it was only just towards the back end of that year we sort of changed things around a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mate, I don't quite know what to do. As far as, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. As far as what I'm expecting on Monday night, mm. as you guys said, you know, it doesn't really... The result is a loss is just you, you set fire to the club. Um, a small win doesn't do it. I mean, as much as you know, we'll almost get criticised for it. Um, if uh, the best thing is to win by a lot, um, but but a, a win that's a big win that's on the base of really concerted effort, you know, smashing in, like really putting physical pressure on North. It's the way it's the way we if we just get the game if if North just fold up and we just win the game on the whole ter- on our own terms, it doesn't tell us a lot. But if we can crack in, put them under some serious pressure, do all the things that we haven't been doing, tackling, harassing, mm. um, 
running hard, you know, then you take the wing. We need a big wing. So you really want, I mean, if you're looking at this game, you want us to be beating North by 10 goals. Yeah, that's that's what should happen. Um, but we'll see. Uh, so yeah, then selection-wise, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think Simo's trying to back the guys in. Mm. Um, but they've got they they've got to give them a response, the response that we wanted last week that we didn't get. We need it this week. Um, I'll be interested to see. I'll, I'll, I reckon our most blue collar midfielder we lost, which is Redden. So what mm. we talked about earlier um, with Redden out is is possibly only going to make that problem even worse. Um, but we'll see. And um, more attacking, more attacking out of the defensive fifty, and and t- and taking more risks. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know who we leave out. <laughs> I mean, we're talking. What's the best outcome? You know, is is that shock loss the ultimate wake up call? Is a small win? You know, what's papering over cracks? All this for me, winning big is always the outcome you always want that and i understand the argument that oh but that'll just make people slap each other on the back and think they've turned a corner you look at north melbourne i mean they're last in the league in scoring they concede the most points in footy they don't tackle well they don't go inside 50 a lot they don't even get the footy a lot short of their hit out numbers which are pretty good and the fact that they're ranked second in clangers per game which is not a good thing you want to be ranked 18th in that stat so they don't lead a lot of categories mix but i always want a big win there is no scenario where I think a big win is genuinely bad. And if we can put a big win against a team that, you know, pretty bad, let's be honest, they're bottom of the ladder. It doesn't solve anything for the Eagles long-term, but it buys us some time. It buys us some breathing room. And then the answer will always be, all right, well, what do you do the following week against Adelaide? And the answer is always going to be, what do you do next time you come up against Melbourne or Brisbane or, I mean, even Freo coming after a finals place, you know, and a big derby and this sort of stuff. There are bigger games on the horizon. But, Migs, for me, for now, we might as well just go out and smash these because you look at the numbers and North Melbourne are not a good footy team. Um, yeah, but they haven't been they haven't been in bad form lately. They've had, um, I think, from their last four games, they've had one win and one draw and the two losses have been against uh, the Bulldogs who are fighting for top spot and Brisbane who are, are pretty firmly entrenched in the top four. So um, their recent form, you know, they're, they're a young team and... They'll, um, they'll be pretty inconsistent. But, yeah, their recent form suggests they're not going to be uh, easy beats. Uh, whether we've talked about, obviously, doesn't play into our hands at all. Um, yeah, they, uh, as you said, um, bottom in scoring, give up a lot of inside 50s. So they should be there for the uh, there for the taking. So what do we want to see from this? I think we've talked about it. We just, we just want to see effort. Um, the biggest criticism against our guys is that they sort of pick and choose um, when to go. So uh, if, if we're saying to them, you can't be picking and choosing, we want to see effort every time, then we want to see effort now. We want to, as well you said, go out, and smash, yeah, go out and smash north. Um, great, that gives us a week, and then we want to see it again next week against Adelaide, um, you know, at, against a team that's still bottom six, but they're better, they're on their home deck. Yeah, we want to see that, but... Um, yeah, first things first, we, we want to beat North, um, go out there, um, uh, take on the conditions that, that don't favour us, 
actually play some wet weather footy. Don't try and play our over-possessing, um, you know, kicking around the boundary, uh, keep you off style, actually, you know, play to the conditions, knock it on. Um, yeah, and, yeah, eke out a win and uh, get the four points and go again. go again and, yeah, make make sure you do it again the following week and then the week after that and, and so on and so on. Keys, you touched on people wanting senior players dropped and obviously you're in that tough spot. The Eagles are, you know, do you go hell for leather, make the finals with this group? How wholesale changes, you know, how, how large do you go with wholesale changes? If there was one senior player, a properly established senior player, credentialed veteran that you think needs to have a good game or they are genuinely in the gun, is, are there any of those names leaping off at you? If you could pick one guy to really show up this week and go, yep, this is my week. I Crips. Mm. Cripps, Cripps needs a big game. Um, not that I think he's in danger of being dropped, but Darling needs a big game. That was the one. That was the one. I thought he was better um, on the weekend up the ground, but Jesus, yeah. numbers uh, still look pretty grim McGovern, when you read them out. Yeah, but Govan needs a big. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a heap of guy. I mean, a couple of them are in danger. Cripps is in danger of being dropped. Um, I think she needs to. He needs to get his hands dirty. Um, I saw someone popped up. So it was like the worst D7 possession game he's seen. And I think I did see a stat. He had something like 40% disposal of efficiency, which is just yeah. horrid. So a dozen clangers or something. She, she needs... He needs to be getting um, more physical pressure on his opponent. And I mean... There's the little things. I mean, O'Neill is sort of found his way out of the side because of a perceived lack of defensive pressure. And it's like, well, whose defensive pressure is keeping him out of the side? I mean, it's not as if... I mean, if he watches his teammates, he's going to be going, well, what the fuck? Why am I out of the side? Because I'm not doing this. Um, so, yeah, if you pick one from each line, I reckon you've got... Well, Cripps and Darling is two from the forward line. Um, Sheet in midfield and Gov in the back line. Very good. Uh, there's not really that much more to say on this one, I don't think, gents, because we know who North are. We unfortunately are starting to see who the real Eagles are. And this game, not to take them too lightly, not that you can just sort of chalk up a win and move on, but this game is as close to sort of a, a game that exists outside of the current season as you'll get. Because if we win massively, like we've said, no one's going to care. It doesn't mean anything until next week. So we might as well just get on with it and, you know, get a big win, I know. But Migs, I don't think there's any long-term takeaway from this short of a massive blowout at home at the hands of North Melbourne. Uh, with that in mind, what do you think is going to happen on Monday when we take the field, you know, 5.40pm Monday night in front of 35,000 people? How many do you think we're even going to get? You know, but what, what are you expecting to say? I'm um, expecting, yeah, probably under 35,000. Um, I'm expecting to be extremely frustrated that we have to wait until Monday for this game. Um, yeah. I'm predicting a win by 28, which is sort of, yeah, middle ground, not enough to crow about, also not close enough to, to be a worry and a bit of a, a nothing result that will tell us nothing, like we've been talking about. Uh, and best of field, I had Jack Darling. I um, thought he looked all right against Sydney. Um, took some strong contested marks up the ground, did actually kick a goal, which he hadn't done for about a month. Mm. So, uh, yeah, he'll uh, he'll be primed for a return to form. But I did 
Um, I made that prediction before I saw the teams and realised that North had some really good um, key defenders. Uh, they've got they match up pretty well on us uh, down there with um, if they've got Tarrant, uh, McKay, and and um, Josh Walker who can all take our tools, so they might actually match us there. So we might have to pick. Um, I have to find goals from somewhere else, but I've already I've already mentioned him, so yeah, he's my pick. Case, I get to go this game. Haven't bought my ticket yet, but there's plenty of tickets, so yeah. um, I'll be there's thirty five thousand and one. The one will be me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's as much as. Understand the reasoning behind the time slot. It sucks balls. It's Monday. <laughs> the round started tonight. It's Thursday, so we got mm. the four four slip for our game. I mean, there you it, go. We're, we're, yeah. Our game's going to end up closer to the first game of next week than the last, the first game of this week. Um, four forty. <laughs> We came up with that fucking time. I mean, at least make it six ten, so people do have some sort of hope of getting to it if they've been to work. Um, Vix, but it's all the Vix. Yeah. Shit weather. So if we get thirty five thousand, I think that's probably um, going to be a, a reasonable result. Um, I'll be staggered if it's over forty. Um, I reckon we're going to win by. 24 plus 10 goals, so 84. Wow. <laughs> he's with the with the bait and switch. 84-point win. All right. And is Jamie Cripps going to stand up? Is Jack Darling going to stand up? Who's the one for you? No. It's where, so Jamie Cripps won't stand up. Um, Jesus. Yo. Elio. Yo. yo. Simo's going to be listening to this podcast. He's going to play him off half-back, and he's going to have a... Just run and gun and just be launching bombs off the half back line into our forward fifty, and uh, yeah. So yo, and I'll take the credit for it if he plays half back. Nicely done, nicely done, Keith. A bit of chat going on now in the comments about you know what do you want to see changed if we lose and sort of the caliber of the game plan, these sorts of things. We might park that for now. Suffice to say, heads would roll, but we might park that now and have a bit. If of we chat. lose, we're putting the, yeah, the beyond blue number on the bottom of this screen next week. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Grim. Grim times. Well, look, it's not in stone yet. We might actually win. I hope we win. I'm going to predict that we win by about, what did you say, mix 28? I'll go, yeah. yeah, 30, but an irrelevant 30, as irrelevant as it gets. Uh, not much of a much of a muchness this game. If we win, who cares? If we lose, it'll be very bad, but I think we're, all, we're already pretty, uh, feeling pretty low, you know, so... We'll wait and see. Uh, as for best on, I'm going to say Andrew Gaff comes back. He's had his hand injury or whatever the fuck was going on there, but hopefully he's back. Hopefully we get a little bit more outside run and gun and uh, Gaffy can use that tank in the wet and just outrun people. We'll wait and see. Fingers crossed, guys. We will wait and see. Gaffy against the team that really wanted him. <laughs> I didn't even remember that storyline. Yeah, good. Done. Love it. Lock it in. All right, guys, that will do it from us this week. Thank you very much, Migs, for jumping on the show. It's been a deeply unpleasant one, but uh, not for lack of trying. So thank you very much. 
yeah, always deeply unpleasant after a game like that. And Keys, you got the rusty spike out. Dished it out to a few people, but none more deservingly than our own boys, unfortunately. But nonetheless, yeah. nice to see you on the show again. Yeah, well, hopefully we um, pull our fingers out and uh, and have a good win. I mean, it doesn't it won't change perceptions, but give a shit. Much rather watch us win than watch us lose. So let's have a win. Absolutely. 100%. Guys in the comments as well, a lot of good comments today. People having a bit of a chat about uh, where we're at and who they liked, who they didn't like. So it's great to see. Share the show. Cheers, Tag Bender. a mate. Bender offering the, uh, the, what is it, the Vine Stefana. So, if, hey, if they want to get on board with a bit of a sponsorship, hit us up. Sort keys out every week. That'd be fantastic. But, yeah, look, tag a mate. Share, you know, share the show around. If you've got a bit of the show that you liked or you want to see a short clip of, if you want to see, you know, you want something to send to a mate or whatever, hit us up. We'll do our best as well. Just, uh, yeah, let's grow this thing. The Eagles might not be working, but at least we can all commiserate together. Until next week, guys, we will uh, talk to you this time next week, Thursday, 8.30, on the heels of a Monday night game. Hopefully the Eagles have a big win. We'll talk to you then. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.